It is nine after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is WSB and Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. To the west of the city, we have heavy rain. The worst of it is in Alabama. Um, An arc from Birmingham down to Columbus. Uh, When you get south of LaGrange, if you're headed down 85, uh, you start getting severe thunderstorm warnings. Uh, north of there, though, just e- anything west of our city is uh, pretty terrible right now. So we it's not heavy, per se, uh, in the sense that you don't have hail and lightning, but it is just very, very heavy driving rain uh, everywhere west of uh, 75 for the most part. Uh, the Peachtree City to Griffin area has a little bit of a respite right now, uh, but then you head up 75 all the way to Chattanooga, you got rain. So uh, there you have it. Um, it is a busy day in Washington, D.C. as they move a farm bill forward that David Perdue from Georgia is taking the lead on. Um, but it's also a day where most senators are focused on the United States Supreme Court and the name that is being considered. Uh, it is coming from the White House. It is circulating among senators. It got the buzz of Fox and Friends this morning, and that would be a good friend of mine, uh, a very good friend of mine, Mike Lee, uh, the senator from Utah. I have known Mike for a number of years. He is a wonderful guy. Uh, The question is, can Mike Lee get past his colleagues in the Senate? Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are not big fans of the pro-life movement. And Mike Lee is a very committed pro-lifer who has argued that uh, the modern abortion movement adopts the rhetoric of the slave movement of the 1800s. He compared Roe v. Wade to Dred Scott. Uh, I think it's an accurate comparison. Uh, Others, I realize, do not. But uh, can he get through? And, And here's the thinking from people in the White House. Uh, Orrin Hatch supports him, Ted Cruz supports him, Jeff Flake supports him, and Bob Corker supports him. That leaves uh, Shelley Moore Caputo from West Virginia, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, and Susan Collins from Maine. Collins is probably a no, and Murkowski is dubious when asked about him earlier today all lisa murkowski would say it was it was an interesting idea um murkowski can probably do it because her tenure in the senate at this point really depends on mitch mcconnell's grace the other thing is you have 10 democrats in the united states senate who are up for election and they um well they really need to stand with trump some of them you have in particular here's the ones you got to focus on claire mccaskill in missouri who's running against josh howley who is a the the attorney general he has been before the supreme court several times himself is a noted conservative you have heidi heitzkamp from north dakota who uh really probably is one of the more vulnerable ones Uh, donald trump just did a rally there the other night you have um john tester in montana You've got um, Joe Donnelly in Indiana, Joe Manchin in West Virginia. You've got uh, Bill Nelson in Florida. And just take those six. We, we don't even need to go to the other four. Uh, you've got six Democrats up for election right now. 
Polling already has Rick Scott ahead of Bill Nelson in Florida. Claire McCaskill is considered the most vulnerable Democrat in the Senate uh, by CNN and, and several others. Uh, the polling for Heidi Heiskamp is not that great in North Dakota. About the only one who's really safe is is John Tester, and he's not necessarily safe. The polling in West Virginia shows that uh, the voters of West Virginia wish that Joe Manchin would stand with Donald Trump more than he has. So the Republicans could nominate someone like Mike Lee, who's from the Senate, who conservatives like, and it puts these Democrats in an awkward position, whether or not Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins go along with it or not. It puts them in a, in a dangerous position. I mean, Murkowski and Collins could basically keep their mouth shut and just let the Democrats squirm. And it looks like that may be the strategy. This puts them in a very dangerous position. There, there are other nominee, other names, though, that are circulating. I mentioned yesterday Amy Barrett. Uh, Amy Barrett is one that is intriguing because Collins and Murkowski supported her last year for a circuit court nominee. Now, they could come back and say, well, she hadn't been there long enough, uh, therefore they would oppose her. But it would be hard for them, I think, to oppose a female nominee to replace Anthony Kennedy because essentially they would be standing in the way of it being a 5-4 female court, uh, which would be historic, the largest number of women on the Supreme Court. And for them, that's a big thing. Also, um, given that they they supported her in the past and several Democrats supported her in the past, you could see her get through. The third name that is very intriguing and some of the people who are outside the White House but helped the president pick uh, are big fans of a guy named Brett Kavanaugh. He worked for George W. Bush. In fact, he's the guy who steered Alito and Roberts through, which is somewhat humorous because Roberts was the guy who helped steer people through for um, for George H.W. Bush, and then his son put him on the Supreme Court. Now this guy who helped steer Roberts through is up. He's a fairly conservative guy. The problem is that Brett Kavanaugh has written on the one issue no one up for the Supreme Court under Donald Trump should have ever written about and that is can the president of the united states be indicted while in office and it was brett kavanaugh's opinion in a paper he wrote about 10 years ago that no the president cannot be indicted in office that only the uh the congress can impeach him if there is uh evidence that he should be indicted and then the indictment can go forward once he left office. But it is his opinion that the president of the United States cannot, while in office, be indicted by a prosecutor because it would make a single prosecutor more powerful than the Congress, which has the sole power of impeachment. It's actually a very sound legal argument and in the pre-Trump age was treated credibly by most outside legal observers. But now that we're in the age of Trump, stuff like that doesn't go very far, and the Democrats are already pointing it out. Now, the danger for Kavanaugh and someone like Amy Barrett, although less with Barrett than Kavanaugh, is that all of these people are on the list. They're on the list of names the president came up with. Um, Here's the president, by the way, from yesterday. I didn't get to play this audio, still relevant today, talking about this list. He has, you know, there are certain names that are just outstanding. Names that you already know, to be honest with you. I mean, there are names that you know that are outstanding, highly respected, names that you would know, President. Uh, And we'll be looking at them, we'll be looking at some others, but uh, they will come from the list of 25 people. 
It'll come from the list of 25 people. Now, the problem with that is that the left has now spent two years digging up opposition research on these people. And because they've spent that long digging up opposition research on those people, it makes it more dangerous for them to be nominated because there's so much more dirt. No, now, people like Mike Lee, who is in the public eye constantly, who has been vetted uh, by voters in Utah, it makes it less likely they could find something on him. And then Amy Barrett, who was already nominated and put forward and put on a circuit court, it, it makes it good for her because this process has already gone through. There's also the name Diane Sykes that's fallen by the wayside, but I have been told several times that they essentially co-vetted her with uh, Neil Gorsuch last year because they were fairly convinced that Kennedy would retire last year. They wanted to have everything in place, and Diane Sykes was the person that the president had decided he would put on the bench. Uh, now, they're obviously starting over, but she was a favorable person. The president came to terms with her, uh, having her replace Kennedy, and he likes the optics of having a woman replace Anthony Kennedy. He thinks that will make it harder for Democrats in the Senate to vote against. He clearly does know the Democrats in the Senate. Nonetheless, that was the thinking then. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and you just, you, sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Have y'all heard any of the audio from the Atlanta airport? Uh, the guy climbed the fence, uh, was was naked in a, all, all but his, his undies. Uh, I got the audio of the Delta jet with the tower. Somebody put it on YouTube. Listen to this part of this hey, here. Tower Delta 192. We, we now had a chance to get the, the full story from the flight attendant. What we had, apparently a passenger was outside the aircraft, or individual was outside the aircraft, got up on the wing and, was, and opened the overwing exit. So the individual who was running around on the runway was not on our aircraft, 
but he was outside the aircraft and attempted to get in the aircraft from the overwing exit. Okay, thank you. Copy. Southwest 2003, I just closed the runway um, for off request. Did you want to get exit the runway? Uh, huh? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll watch the show from here. <laughs> Unless you need us to exit. Uh, it's fine. The uh, uh, runway is closed right now. Okay. Tower Delta 192. Yeah, if you're in communication with the police, we just need to make sure that the area around the aircraft is clear because we've got both engines shut down until we're clear and we'll start it back up and resume taxi. Roger. Yeah, Tower, just to be advised, uh, they've uh, apprehended the individual. They have him secured inside uh, one of the police cars at this time, so they should be clearing our area shortly. But again, we'll probably want operations to just make sure and give us the okay. Everything's clear around us and behind us so we can start an engine to get back to the gate. Um, and we're probably not going to be too seven right, so stand by for the runway <laughs> It just, it goes on from there. The other pilots start chiming in. Was he naked? Uh, well, he had all his BVDs. Oh, <laughs> crazy guy jumps the fence at the Atlanta airport, folks. Doesn't happen every day, but it happened. Climbed the wing of a Delta jet, tried to open the emergency exit. It is 45 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Uh, breaking news this afternoon. It, it, you know, I, I, I got to go there and I hate to go there. So just just know that I, I don't want to, but it is necessary. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos, you know, the, the, the alt-right dude who used to write at Breitbart the other day, um, said that he, he hoped journalists got shot. Uh, it's apparently a, a rather standard response that he has given in the last year, not just this week, but it became news this past week because he made that common response to a, a journalist at a prominent news outlet. It was really disappointing today to see a number of prominent left-wing activists say, oh, clearly someone's listening to him. Clearly this is a right-winger doing this. We, we don't know. And out of respect for the journalists who have been killed, I would like to think that we would avoid uh, doing idle speculation uh, of the motives of the gunman until we actually have facts on the ground. It's just it's disappointing that everybody went to Russia. Of course, there were people out there as well rushing, saying this is just continuing left wing violence. We have no idea. This is a very small local newspaper in Maryland. It covers local issues. It is not a statewide or national newspaper. Uh, we have no idea uh, what happened uh, and can only offer prayers to those uh, who are in critical condition, the families of those who've died. Uh, it's just it's amazing how quickly things want to become partisan today. Uh, as the left in particular continues, it is its hair on fire meltdown mode over Anthony Kennedy retiring from the Supreme Court. Uh, more on that when we come back. And then local news, we got a federal grand jury appears to be looking at a statewide candidate, a Republican, could cause trouble for the GOP on the ballot. Mm-hmm. 
It is 55 after the hour of the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. So I have uh, news of, of national note that also involves me, worlds colliding, uh, that you need to know. Uh, Senator David Perdue. Uh, is going to be speaking uh, with us in Austin, Texas at the Resurgent Gathering. Uh, this will come prior to the deliberations and votes on a Supreme Court justice. Um, so you may want to come, uh, and you can do so to the Resurgent Gathering in Texas. Uh, join me, Senator Perdue. Uh, the FCC Chairman Ajit Pai, uh, Governor Matt Bevin of Kentucky, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, uh, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, uh, Congressman Warren Davidson of Ohio, uh, Congressman Jody Heiss of Georgia we have invited. He's checking to see if he can come. Uh, 99 bucks, and you get a great deal in a hotel room right next to the beautiful state capitol in Austin, Texas. Uh, August 2nd through the 5th, uh, the week before school starts, great way to get out of town uh, and join some great conservatives across America in Austin. If you want to come, text the word Austin to 345-345. Uh, happy to be able to announce David Perdue coming, um, uh, which is good because we'll have Cruz and Perdue there to talk about the nominating process for the Supreme Court as this continues to move forward. Um, Ted Cruz is encouraging the president, as is Orrin Hatch, Jeff Flake, and now I'm being told Charles Grassley are all encouraging President Trump to appoint Mike Lee to the, the Supreme Court. Some of them just want him out of the Senate. Um, Mike himself, I think, would be much happier on the Supreme Court. He'd be an awesome justice on the Supreme Court. When we come back, though, we got to move into state politics. Um, we have been haven't been able to get to the story we need to. A federal grand jury looks like it's looking into a statewide Republican candidate could bring down the ballot. It's nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. There is rain to the west of the city, still west of 75. Uh, you basically get rain from Calhoun down to Griffin um, if you're to the west of 75. Uh, the earlier stuff that blew through the east side of the city is cleared out, but on the west you still got that. Uh, the rain is starting to, th to lighten up, though. The worst stuff is in way south Georgia and south Alabama now. The phone number again, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. The Weekly Standard just putting this up um, that uh, Mike Lee is on President Trump's short list to replace Justice Anthony Kennedy uh, and is getting a lot of push from members of the Senate. Um, it looks like I'm scanning through here that uh, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are unknown as to how they stand. However, several of their colleagues seem to suggest that they may be willing to um, move forward with Mike Lee as they also supported Neil Gorsuch. 
uh, we will see. I need to move into state topics because we haven't been able to in the last few days with all the breaking news out of Washington. We still got to get to Trey Gowdy's audio confronting uh, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein. But before we do, you need to know this and... I understand some of you, the temptation will be to take this as an I told you so. It is not. Um, it is a just a statement of what is going on. And it is true that I did not support Jim Beck uh, when he ran for insurance commissioner. I personally continue to be of the position that it is ridiculous for us to have these guys as elected officials. I personally think that your attorney general, your ag commissioner you're maybe not the attorney general but ag commissioner insurance commissioner state school superintendent why doesn't the governor get to appoint them to a cabinet um i i I think it is absurd that we have these ballot positions in georgia i I absolutely think the governor should appoint them Um, but uh be that as it may the insurance commissioner's office is a statewide office it has a great deal of impact on the direction the state will go in uh, Obamacare expansion or not. And the Republican Insurance Commission candidate, Jim Beck, who won, uh, it looks like there's a federal grand jury that's asking questions. Now, there was an allegation against Beck in the primary. I played you the audio at the time. Dale Russell from Fox 5 has done a lot of the work here. Um, the insurance commissioner, Ralph Hudgens, uh, fired Jim Beck or forced him to resign in the, in the polite way, but um, Hudgens says it was a firing, uh, forced Beck out of his position as a, a deputy insurance commissioner for working two jobs at the same time, billing the state and a private company uh, 40 hours a week, which is a big no-no. Uh, particularly because the insurance commissioner's office gets federal funding uh, for various programs in the state. Uh, and But that's not all. Beck at another time, according to Dale Russell's investigation, worked for another department within the state and also apparently had a private sector job at that time. And federal, a federal grand jury is asking for his personnel records and timesheets and things like that uh, about his time. This does not look good at all uh, that a federal grand jury is asking these questions about him. But that's not all. Now, there's another problem here in that the Carroll County District Attorney is also looking in to an arson situation involving a house uh, back owned in Carroll County. Uh, and is considering weighing whether or not to get the GBI involved. Now, Beck says he welcomes the investigation. Uh, He had a house. He says that some group of people, people, individual or group of people, came in and ransacked the house, stole stuff out of it, uh, and uh, thereafter, I want to say within 24 hours or so, the house was consumed in flames. Uh, Beck says he has suspected that whoever it was came back and burned it down. Uh, to avoid fingerprints or whatnot, uh, avoid identifying them. Uh, There is credible speculation out there that it appears he might have upped insurance on this particular property. Uh, What is known for certain is that he was the head of the insurance company that processed the claim for that property. However, the insurance company has released a statement saying it was handled independently. He was not involved in it. 
nonetheless, according to the notes obtained from Fox 5, the district attorney is looking at it as a possible insurance fraud case, which would mean they suspect he burned it down if they proceed. Now, whether or not they do, uh, Beck's got a very credible case here that someone um, burned it to cover their tracks because they had ransacked the house and stole a lot of stuff out of the kitchen and that he's not involved. Uh, but you take these two things together that a uh, federal grand jury is asking questions about him and the Carroll County DA is looking into this house and it, it there is a rumor mill around the state capitol right now that uh, this federal grand jury is not just looking at the insurance commissioner's office, but other things as well related to Beck. There's, there's a problem. There's smoke but no fire. The problem here is that you've also got the Cagle situation. And, you know, Cagle has taken uh, taken down like $283,000 worth of ad buys over the last week. Uh, you got the Clay Tippins audio out there. There may be more audio coming from him. And it puts Republicans in a more precarious position than they need to be in with a mobilized left wing. Um, it doesn't look like there, there's no sign that Beck is willing to bow out of the race and let the GOP replace him. Um, I, I still think that that there's no problem with Cagle here. He's probably going to be the Republican nominee. I, I don't know that the Tippins audio has as big an impact as some would believe. We'll, we'll find out at the end of next month. Uh, but this drip, 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 when you've got a situation like Beck where there, we know there is a federal grand jury looking at something, we know they're asking questions about him, we know that uh, Stacey Abrams is going to run on a Medicare, Medicaid expansion issue in Georgia, and this will be the Republican face of that beyond the gubernatorial nominee. The GOP has a real problem on its hands. Now, I'm not saying that Stacey Abrams can win because of Jim Beck. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that he has the potential to be an anchor on a host of other races uh, in swing seats by the left being so inflamed and so mobilized over the question of corruption and propriety and what what's happened. And it's not going to surprise me, by the way, on the Keiko front, if the day after he um, wins the runoff, the Fulton and DeKalb DAs decide to convene a grand jury to investigate him over the Tippins audio. Uh, the GOP needs to be careful here in Georgia. The left is playing for keeps. Stacey Abrams has been making the rounds of national TV. Uh, she's getting a lot of attention from the national left. They think that Georgia is ripe for the taken, and the GOP has to have the very best candidates possible on the ballot come November. And I'm not sure that having someone where there's a county district attorney and a federal grand jury all looking is the best thing to do for the statewide races that have an R next to their name and all those little swing districts in the state house or the state senate. Now, the, the Democrats would love for nothing but for there to be a scandal that drags down the Republican ticket, and this could be it if the GOP isn't careful. And that's a real problem come November.
Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and you just, you, sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is 25 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. So I got a problem. Um, I I will share my problem with y'all. You know, I'm doing this conference in Texas. And it's August 2nd through the 5th. It's really all day the 3rd and the 4th. So um, we're saying the 2nd to the 5th. Um, And I can't tell people who all is coming to the event. Uh, because we have some members of the Trump administration who are coming and we don't want left-wing activists to go nuts because some of these people, they've already shown up at their houses and protested and they've shown up at their workplaces and protested because uh, they're very angry with the the policy rollbacks that they're engaged in. So um, I've got a, a great lineup of speakers at this event and I can't tell you who all they are um, because of the security concerns. Nonetheless, uh, David Perdue, uh, Georgia's senator, is going to be there. Matt Bevan, Kentucky's governor, is going to be there. Uh, We are trying to get, it looks like we may be able to get Doug Ducey, the governor of Arizona, and Pete Ricketts, the governor of Nebraska there, along with Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. He is definitely going to be there and Ted Cruz will be there. Um, But then we got these Trump guys and I can't say anything yet because of security and it's very frustrating trying to get people there if you want to come hang out with me you've if you've never been to austin anyway it's such an awesome place really is fun austin is a fun fun place you can get a shiner and a taco walk down the street and just have a good time listening to live music willie nelson shows up places randomly playing at night it's going to be a blast um it's right before school starts too so it's a good time to come on over it's a family-friendly environment Uh, at least my conference is not necessarily austin but uh you can text the word austin to three four five three four five we'll get you a great discounted rate on hotel as well in addition to the registration um bill shine 
friend of mine. He was the executive vice president of Fox News, became the co-president of Fox for a while before being pushed out by Rupert Murdoch. Looks like he's going to become the new White House communications director. I actually texted him last night over this report and said, is this true? I can't believe it. And yes, uh, he, he says yes. And he hadn't made up his mind whether or not he's going to do it, but I suspect he is. Uh, he's a good, good guy. I really like Bill Shining. He needs to get up, the, get in there and, and clean up. I actually texted him and said, here's who I know the leakers are, and we'll see if those people get ousted. Uh, the other news out of the White House is that John Kelly is going to depart this summer. Now, John Kelly's friends are saying Kelly has mentioned nothing to them, but I got to tell you, when you hear these reports over and over and over, this is now coming from National Review sources within the White House. I hear this from people within the White House. They're hearing this from people within the White House. The New York Times is hearing it. The Washington Post is hearing it. Um, CNN and Fox News are both hearing it. Uh, it sounds to me like General Kelly is ready to go. And before the confirmation battle starts up for a Supreme Court justice would be a logical time for him to go. When we come back, Trey Gowdy uh, spitting mad at the deputy attorney general and the FBI director over their handling of the investigation. Got some great Trey Gowdy audio you've got to hear when we come back. It is 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Quick check of radar here. Pretty much all of the... Now, there is rain in the Dallas, Austell, Smyrna, Kennesaw, Sandy Springs area. Light rain now, thankfully. Um, the really... The, the, the bulk of this rain, though, now is south of I-20 and west of 75. Um, so Whitesburg, Peachtree City, Hampton, Sonoya, Griffin, Grantville, Hoganville, Noonan, uh, Carrollton, uh, that area, Carrollton's almost out of it. Um, it's on the north side of it now, uh, but it's starting to thin out here, which is a good thing. I'm going to go on and turn off the radar now because there's nothing strong left on the radar. Uh, what is strong and on the radar is, <laughs> is Trey Gowdy. Um, so he, in questioning, uh, the FBI, really upset with the leaks. And part of it comes from this Jim Jordan clip. That's making a lot of buzz. Reporters are laughing at him, completely taking him out of context about subpoenaing phone conversations. He meant phone records. Um, it was clear that he meant that. And Rod Rosenstein was deeply insulting to him. And Trey Gowdy had had enough. If you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. If you have evidence that this president acted inappropriately, present it to the American people. Uh, there's an old saying that justice delayed is justice denied. I think right now all of us are being denied. Whatever you got, finish it the hell up because this country is being torn apart. Yep, he is not having it. Um, Gowdy, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, and a few others are have rapidly arrived at the opinion that the FBI has really has there's no there there. And what Democratic partisans within the FBI have been doing is leaking 
information uh, while also covering from their friends like Peter Strzok, uh, who is now testified behind closed doors. They want his transcript. Democrats do. They want his transcript released. They think it it clears him. Republicans not so sure on that. It's still a messy investigation, and, and everyone is relying on, on Bob Mueller. But uh, what I can tell you is, from my vantage point, we've got plenty of evidence from the Inspector General report that there were a lot of people within the FBI and the Department of Justice, uh, the civil bureaucrats there, who got very comfortable with the idea that Hillary Clinton was going to be the president, and they could do things that they would have never otherwise done, partisan things, uh, against the Trump campaign. That a lot of these people were nursing vendettas, among other things. Uh, and some of them, they're just deeply partisan. And, you know, it's very interesting when the inspector general testified before Congress about his report, um, he said, yeah, he does not think that ultimate decisions were made based on partisanship. He, he doesn't. He thinks there were too many people at the table, too many of whom had not actually uh, been critical of the president, too many of whom there was no evidence of partisanship. Uh, that final decisions can't be said they were based on partisanship, but he had to concede that in the run-up to it, uh, some of the initial decisions were made by people who were clearly hostile to President Trump in their text messages. I mean, there were five people deeply involved who were very critical of the president in their text messages, behaved very unprofessionally. And now we've got more than one couple at the at the FBI sleeping with each other, having affairs with each other. Uh, just some terrible behavior over there. James Comey ran that place into the ground and should not be given uh, praise or applause by people on the left uh, who once blamed him for getting Donald Trump elected. Suddenly they decided they liked him because he criticized Trump. Shows you how fickle those people are. He, he ran a terrible ship at the FBI, and the current director, Ray, is having to clean up the mess. And he doesn't seem to be quite cut out for it, being a, a Chris Christie acolyte, seems to be not able, not up to the job. And I do kind of wonder if the president should go on and fire this guy, too, and get somebody else in there. And now shifting gears back to the other story I mentioned, John Kelly looks like he may be on the way out. Uh, there's a Georgia angle here in that one of the names being floated for his replacement is Nick Ayers, uh, Vice President Mike Pence's chief of staff, worked for Sonny Purdue. He's a Georgia boy, uh, just an all-around good guy. And looks like he could be in line, but also potentially in line, Mick Mulvaney. I I got to tell you, I would hate it for either one of them. I would hate it for Nick because I know he and the vice president uh, see eye to eye on so much. Uh, they get along so well. They have such a good relationship. And he's done such a good job keeping the vice president out of headlines when the media would love to generate a feud between the vice president and the president. And then with Mulvaney, he's the budget director. He's in charge of the, um, uh, of the Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection, and he's doing such a good job dealing with both of those agencies. I, my goodness, I, I would hate to lose him from that position as well. These are good people. Um, now, you know, a buddy of mine just texted me, he says he's been hearing Kelly would be leaving for a while, says he'd only do it for a year. That's basically up. Yep, that's true. Um, and the president himself is telling friends he senses from John Kelly that Kelly's ready to go. 
I can tell you from inside the White House, people that I've talked to there who don't leak, um, but they say they there's a general reluctance of Kelly to add new things to his personal agenda that he they get the sense he feels like he's done what he can do uh, and that we're headed into an election season. We're headed now into a confirmation battle for a Supreme Court justice and that he's kind of ready to step aside and let somebody else manage these fights for the president. And I don't really blame him on that front. He went from trying to keep the president from doing things to let the president be the president and by and large now feels like it's time to check out. Um, I also wonder if General Mattis may leave. Um, Rumor is he's been marginalized by the White House. He's over in China right now. He's otherwise not uh, highly thought of anymore by the president. And he and um, General Kelly have been very good friends and have largely coordinated amongst themselves how to handle the president. And if one leaves, I suspect the other will as well. And they may both be on the way out. It is 54 after the hour. I I just, I, I want to spend a moment here and say something to the liberals and progressives who might listen to this program. And I know there are some. If you really believe that your rights are going to be rolled back, because of one person leaving the United States Supreme Court, I encourage you to join conservatives in limiting the power of the court. Because your rights should not be dependent on one person. The founders of this country believed in an idea called federalism, where other than the limited powers found in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, all other powers were given to the states or the people. And they expanded it with the Bill of Rights to ensure that the rights that you had under natural law were written into the Constitution. These are the rights the founders believed that even if the Bill of Rights wasn't there, you would still have them, but they decided to make it plain as day so everyone could see them, including a Ninth Amendment where there were rights in the penumbra. One person on the Supreme Court should not be able to affect your mental well-being to the point that you're suicidal because you think your rights are going away. Um, The Supreme Court was never meant to be that. And Anthony Kennedy, more than most, is the guy who really helped in the modern era set that about. Anthony Kennedy is the guy who had no rational rhyme or reason for how he decided things. People call him a libertarian, but he wasn't really a libertarian. He was fairly reliable conservative on a number of issues, but then there were this basically a doctrine of happiness that isn't even in the Constitution on on gay rights and abortion rights and, and God knows what else. Those are rights that you should deal with at the state level. And some states were willing to expand uh, gay marriage and some states weren't. And we as a nation were supposed to be able to live in a nation where we could all agree to disagree on these social issues and then let Washington handle the basics for the entire nation in its relationships with between the states to each other and to foreign governments. It was never meant to be this way. Don't freak out. Get a conservative and let the states deal with your rights. <laughs> <laughs> 